It is great to have all of you here. We appreciate your coming. Some of you I have known for years. Good friends. And I appreciate and love you so, so very much. And again to this congregation, thank you for helping train gospel preachers. You know, you find out what an area thinks about a school by the way they respond to it. Right now in our area, 10 to 12 congregations have already hired our men. And so we appreciate them putting trust in the product that we are producing. And that's your product as well. You'll want to come back at 2 o'clock. We'll be talking about the most misunderstood woman in God's Word. Now, you've got from now to 2 to figure out who that is. All right? And you can be thinking a little bit. Now, pay attention to this lesson, but you can be thinking a little bit about it as I preach. But as you eat, try to think about who in the world is that? What a joy, like I say, to be here, and I appreciate it so very much. And if I can learn to operate this equipment, there we go. Now, Satan is after you. He's after me. He has the people out in the world, and now he wants to destroy you and your home. And today we're going to be talking about the home. And how Satan is trying to destroy it. I want to ask you a question and I want you to answer it. Has Satan visited your house, your home? Well, we better figure out how to recognize the enemy to see if that's true. And then we're going to be looking at some of his devices to find out that maybe he's in our home more than we realize, okay? In 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen through 15, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ, and no marvel. For Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Now, on a rise to truth, when we're talking about you've got to believe the truth. You've got to obey the truth to be saved. We'll have people call the program and say, Now, let me tell you something, Wesley. My preacher preaches the truth. He even uses the King James Version of the Bible. Well, I want you to notice here, that Satan's ministers are transformed into ministers of light. They carry the good old KJV. They talk about God. They talk about being saved. But they don't talk about it God's way. And that's what we got to do. We got to make sure that we do things God's way. In 1 Peter 5 8, be sober. Be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. He's after you, he's after me, and you and I, we must understand who our enemy is. 
In 2 Corinthians 2.11, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we're not ignorant of his devices. Is that true? Are we maybe ignorant of some of his devices that we have not pondered? Many of his devices are in our home, as we shall demonstrate. Let me give you some facts as we see America going downhill. We see homes being broken up. We see children being reared with just one parent. In some case, cases, no parents because the parents give up on them and they're put up for adoption. America is in a sad condition. There are more than one million teenage alcoholics. Think about that. I was reared around alcohol. I know the damage it can do. 75% of a recent senior high school class admitted to having sexual relations. Why not? We're being taught we evolved from an ape. Why not act like animals? You see, we got to get back to this concept that we are created in the very image of God so that we can respond correctly and get our children to respond correctly. A 12-year-old was recently arrested for selling drugs in grammar school. This is where we are. Let me tell you something. Drugs are terrible. Now, young people, listen to me. If drugs were so wonderful, why are these movie stars, rock stars, going to rehab centers trying to get off of them? They know they're destroying their life. Don't ever use drugs. Don't ever drink alcohol. Mothers are encouraging their daughters to get abortions. That's a means of birth control. That's the way they view it. But it's sinful. It is murder. And we've got to teach our children and grandchildren this. But they're not being taught that by the people out in the world. Somebody's got to be an example. And that somebody is you. That somebody is me. Ten boys ranging in age from 9 to 12 were recently arrested as a professional burglary gang. Look how young these people are. I told you that Kay and I went to the school in Jonesboro where the mass shooting took place there. And one of the young men happened to be 13 and the other 11. I can't imagine at that age pondering, shooting, and killing people. I can't imagine that. Not only would I have been afraid of God, but I wouldn't wanted to have faced my mother and father. Man, you talking about getting in trouble? When I got a ticket for reckless driving, I wasn't worried about going before the judge. I was worried about telling my dad I got a ticket. And boy, did he give this old boy a speech that I won't forget. I want you to notice that many schools in America must have armed guards or policemen on site. Venereal disease is reaching epidemic proportions among the youth in America, also the adults. Suicide is said to be responsible for more deaths in America 
than traffic accidents among our young people. 40 to 50 percent of students in some high schools have taken drugs. I can never remember, now I'm not saying it wasn't true, Art was there, Wilma, Martha, or Margaret, at uh, Red Bank High School when I was there. I don't remember anybody there having drugs. Now would they take a drink of liquor? Some of them probably would. But I don't remember any drugs. And I certainly was not involved in such. Men are marrying men. Women are marrying women. Who had ever thought that it would have come to this in America? I can't believe where we are in this country. Some people coming out of the closet and there doesn't really need to be a closet because no one has the right to be a homosexual or a lesbian. Do you know some places where I hold meetings that some people get upset when I get off on homosexuality? And it's because they got a son or a daughter involved in it and they'd rather defend their son or daughter than to stand where the Word of God says one needs to stand? Brethren, we got to stand where the Word of God tells us to stand. And if we don't, we're of all people most miserable. Why do we exist? We're trying to change lives. We're trying to help people. Notice we do not trust government officials. They lie. They cheat. They fornicate. The country going downhill. Children are taught to steal by some parents. I know parents who've taught their children to steal. Speaking of drugs a moment ago, I know households where the father's on drugs, the mother's on drugs, and all the children are on drugs. My, my. You're talking about going downhill. The church is losing her young people, to which I say false. Now let me tell you something. I hold a lot of meetings, speaking a lot of lectureships. And when I stand up and I look out over the audience, and I'm saying this kindly and respectfully, you'd think I was preaching at a senior citizen rally. The young people aren't there. But it's not the church that's losing them. We as parents are not teaching our children and grounding them in the Word of God. If we teach our children and ground our children, then our children can be faithful. You know what we've done? We've taken a great thing, Bible classes, and perverted them in that we as parents have turned the education of our children, biblical education of our children, over to the local congregation rather than doing the job that God wants us to do. Train up a child in the way it should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. Fathers, provoke not your children under wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Are we doing that? We must do that if we're going to be right in the sight of God. Has Satan visited your house? Now, if you're looking for him looking like that, you're deceived. Oh, he's crafty. He is underhanded. He'll do anything he can to get into your home and destroy you, your mate, and your children. Has he visited your home by way of alcohol? I had to go to a home and tell a mother and father how sad I was 
that their son had just been killed in an automobile accident driving under the influence. And everybody I know is convinced that he got his whiskey from his daddy. His daddy drink around the house all the time. Many children take their first drink from their own house where mom and dad has got whiskey and beer in the household and drink at will. James Watkins was preaching in a meeting and he went to the refrigerator to get something out and there was all kinds of beer. And when he opened it and the family he was staying with realized what he was seeing, you know what they said? Oh, uh, uh, we, we, we feed that to our cat. I wouldn't even give it to my cat. I got a little puppy I love. You, do you believe they're buying beer for the cat? I don't believe that for a moment. I believe they just committed another sin to try to cover up their drinking. That's amazing. Now, I've seen the finished product of the brewer's art. I had an Uncle Paul who was coming to visit with us, walking through the woods about 40 degrees, maybe high 30s, sloppy drunk, passed out in the woods, rained on him, he died from exposure. My Uncle Ray got up sick of his stomach, threw up pure blood, hemorrhaged to death, cirrhosis of the liver from drinking. The product of the brewer's art. My Uncle Roy burned up in a home on Signa Mountain, drunk. Matter of fact, William Jordan called me that morning, said he heard that a Simons had burned up in the home and wanted to know if he was any kin to me. I said, yes, it was my uncle. That's the finished product of the brewer's art. Some of the best commercials you'll ever see on TV are beer commercials. Down by the beach, playing volleyball, get all the gusto you can out of life, they tell you. Well, they better get it, because when they die, they're going to be in trouble with God. They're destroying their health, their influence, their children, etc. I want you to notice that in the works of the flesh, the Bible says in Galatians 5, 19, beginning, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, and drunkenness. And then a little bit later, it says, and the such like. We have people say, well, it condemns drunkenness, not drinking. Well, you better read First Peter 4. It gets it at all levels. And by the way, when you take that first drink, you're one drink drunk. My dad told me he is an alcoholic. Wesley, the drink you don't want to take is the first one. And that's exactly right. Is Satan visiting your home by way of divorce? Look at all the households destroyed today because of divorce. And God Almighty sent John the Baptist and other good solid preachers to try to help people see the truth on the subject. In Mark 6, 17 and 18, For Herod himself has sent forth and laid hold upon John and bound him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife. For he had married her. Notice, brethren, you can legally marry someone that might be someone else's mate. 
The Word of God says so. We have several school teachers in the congregation where I am, and they say to find a student that comes to school with their original mom and dad is a very rare thing. Most of them have just one parent. Isn't that sad? God, why in the world did you give Matthew 19.9, Matthew 5.32? Why did you do that? He wants every child to have both a mother and a father for a lifetime. That's why God Almighty did it. And you and I have got to realize it. I preached right here one time on marriage, divorce, and remarriage. A young girl came out the door crying. She said, Wesley, wherever you go, preach on marriage, divorce, and remarriage. She said, the saddest day of my life was when my mom and dad got a divorce. But the happiest was when they got back together. You see, children are hurt by unscriptural divorces. Now, let me say this. If you have a scriptural divorce, don't let anybody treat you as a second-rate Christian. You have complied with God's will. And God honors that, and we honor it as well. What, do I, what about by way of pornography? Has Satan visited your home by way of pornography? Job says in Job 31.1, I made a covenant with mine eyes. Why then should I think upon a maid? I'm going to watch what I'm looking at is what Job is saying. You know what makes pornography so dangerous? It appeals to a natural appetite that God gave you. God gave you your sexual drive. Not Playboy magazine. Not penthouse. None of this other junk. God Almighty gave you that. It perverts God's design for sex. Sex is a beautiful language that's to be spoken in the marriage relationship. A very beautiful language. And it's a gift from God Almighty. I want you to notice it appeals to lust and it lessens the true value of a woman and pornography is a multi-billion dollar business. Has Satan visited your home by way of television? Have you ever noticed what's on HBO? Kay and I don't have HBO and we wouldn't have it in our home. They call and want to give it to us for the weekend free of charge, hoping we'd take it. I tell them every time, I don't want it. I don't want it. Don't you put it on my TV set. When you're in a motel room and Kay and I, bless her heart, since we've been married, we've lived in a motel room, I think, more than we lived in our house. But I asked her, do you like to travel before I married her? I don't know that she knows where we live. <laughs> but anyway, she is very good to travel with me. When you get in a motel room, you just look at those little guides they put in the motel room and what's on them and look at the nudity, the language, etc. That's all you got to do. And you'll learn you don't need HBO, the Playboy Channel. Some members of the church that I've known have the Playboy Channel coming into their home. And God telling us 
as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You and I need to watch what we're thinking. You and I need to guard our heart. Keep my heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Wesley, how are you going to deal with the temptations you faced with today? Well, it depends on what I put in my heart yesterday and before that. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. That's what David said. That's what I got to do. That's what you got to do. Now, this lesson came about as a result of a weekly reader. I read several years ago where a lady said Satan visited her home. Now, I don't even know if the weekly reader is still published. I should have checked it out, but I don't know. Now, this was a good little magazine at one time that people would have come into their home. She said, I got it. And I decided I'd look over this issue and they were trying to teach my children that they evolved from an ape. Here I am trying to keep Satan away from my children, and I am paying for a publication where Satan enters my home and tries to pervert the thinking of my own children. What kind of literature do we have coming to our home? We need to think about that. Boy, you're talking about some beautiful verses on creation. I love Psalm 33, 6 through 9. Listen to these verses. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as in heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Now watch it. For he spake, and it was done. And he commanded, and it stood fast. Parents, grandparents, I cannot emphasize enough the fact that you need to be teaching your children that they are the very offspring of the Most High God, and one day they will answer to God, and they must fear, reverence, and respect God here while upon the face of the earth. Man, if we can get that across to our children, how far that would go in helping them develop a moral compass. What about by way of immodesty? Has Satan visited your home? Do you know that some gospel preachers teaching Bible classes have asked young ladies to go stand in the hall because the shorts or the skirts or dresses are so short that the preacher can't look? without being exposed to things he doesn't want to be exposed to. Kay and I, we were somewhere, I forget where it was, and out in the parking lot, a girl got out with a very short skirt or dress, and she kept trying to pull it down, you know, to make it long enough. Well, when it's so short, you can't pull it down to make it much longer. The thing to do is buy one that's modest. I asked Kay, when dating her, Kay... What about your apparel? You see, I couldn't marry just anyone. I had to marry somebody who's going to be decent. She says, I dress age appropriate and I dress modestly. I said, all right, as long as we agree on the definition of modesty. The other day in a gospel meeting, she had a little low-cut 
blouse or dress or something, wanted to know, you think I need to put more there on? I said, I think you do. And she was very decent. But don't leave any questions if you can keep from it. Look at what the Word of God says in 1 Timothy 2, 9 and 10. In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel, with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but which becometh women professing godliness with good works. Men, if you want to be the head of your home, you must be spiritual head to start with. Step up to the plate. You dress modestly. Get your sons to dress modestly. And then talk to your wife and to your daughters. We need to step up to the plate. Somebody's got to be an example to the world on how to dress. Who's going to do that? The world's not going to do it. Go to Walmart and look around. They're not going to do it. So you know what? we got to do it. And we need to dress modestly based on the Word of God. Has Satan come to your home by way of Internet? Do you realize that 80% of all traffic on the Internet is to retrieve pornography? 80% of all traffic is to retrieve pornography. And Facebook has become an embarrassment to the Lord's church. I believe that if some members of the church fornicated last night, they'd put it on Facebook today. That's how dumb some people are. And I say that kindly. We got members of the church that will go to the beach, be as naked as they can be, and be ignorant enough to put those pictures on Facebook. Look where we have been and what we've been doing. Yeah, that's amazing. We got a young man in our area that's got a woman pregnant out of wedlock, and all he can do is put her pictures, and he's supposed to be a member of the church, a graduate of the Memphis School of Preaching. He is putting her picture on Facebook and how wonderful a mother she's going to be, etc. How can you be a wonderful mother when you're pregnant out of wedlock? How can you be a wonderful father when you don't think any more of God's law than to go out and run around and get a woman pregnant? And they put it on Facebook. You ever looked at some of the language that members of the church put on Facebook? It's embarrassing. I got a whole sermon I do just on Facebook because it's such an embarrassment to anybody that loves truth. Now, Facebook can be wonderful. Don't misunderstand me. I'm on Facebook. But I'm not going to put that stuff on there. I promise you. What about the gossip that goes back and forth on Facebook? I've seen the dumbest arguments between members of the church. And feuding, taking their battles public, and then we're trying to influence the people out in the world and convert them. How are we going to convert them when we act like them? It's going to be very hard to do that. Then some of the songs, I saw a preacher's daughter singing a song on Facebook with some of the dirtiest words I've ever heard in my life. Unreal. And then if you contact him and tell him about it, he'll defriend you rather than deal with his daughter. ISIS using it to get converts 
to do ungodly things. I saw on the news the other day where a Marine, good Marine apparently for this country, his son had been uh, influenced by ISIS and his son went and killed the next door neighbor. Do you know what your children are viewing on the internet? Do you? Are you concerned? Patchy Fish, one of our members, said, I used to believe that television was going to be the downfall of this country. She said, I have since changed my mind. It's the Internet. Boy, how wonderful the Internet is when used correctly. It is wonderful. But like everything else, Satan gets his two cents worth in and perverts people. What about by way of bad language? Has Satan visited your home by way of bad language? E.L. Whitaker, who used to preach for the Knight Arnold Church of Christ, where the Memphis School of Preaching was located when I went, said that he went to visit with two members at Knight Arnold, husband and wife, having marriage problems, and he said he could hear them cussing one another, as he was walking up to the front door, he rung the doorbell and the husband realized who it was that, Honey, Brother Whitaker's here. Just as sweet. Well, why can't we be sweet like that more often? And one thing I love about Kay, she said, Now, Wesley, I'm telling you right now, if we get married, we're not going to argue. I said, That's a deal. I said, I have no problem with that. I like that very much because I don't like to argue. The Bible says in Exodus 20, verse 7, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Where do you think little children learn to say some of the bad words they say? They hear it from mom and dad or maybe from television. In Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearts. What about by way of bad example? Are you a bad example to your children? Tell them not to drink, but you do. Not to cuss, but you do. Not to lie, but you do. Not to gossip, but you do. You see, we got to be a good example. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We all need heroes. And mom and dad needs to be a hero. That's what they need to be. But most importantly, make Jesus Christ your hero. What about by way of bad companions. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Who comes to your home? What kind of influence are they upon you and your children? I have tried to do counseling with alcoholics, people that abuse drugs, and one of the first things I tell them, you need to change friends. You're running around with your drinking buddies, how are you going to quit drinking when you're always running around with people that drink? You know, it amazes me, young people, that I know some young people that run with people that use drugs all the time. 
They claim they don't. I take their word for it. But then they get upset when someone accuses them of doing it. Well, it's hard to run with dogs without getting fleas. You need better friends. That's what you need. Now, we got some great young people in the Lord's Church. Great. These don't get much press. But there's some bad ones that get all the press. What influence do you have upon, or what influence do these people have upon you and your family? There's a gospel preacher in this area. And he had a man coming by that was really getting in good with his son. And he'd take him here and take him there, and everything was wonderful as far as he knew. But he told him this, and boy, this is my belief. I appreciate you taking an interest in my son, but I'd like for you to back off a little bit because I don't want anyone to have more influence on my children than me. Parents, you better develop that attitude. When I was growing up, my mom and dad had tremendous influence on me. When Elva and I got married and we had children, she and I made up our minds, we're the ones that's going to have influence on our children. Now listen to me, I love youth rallies, but I don't want any youth rally or youth rally speaker to have more influence on my children than me. Do you want to lose your children? Turn them over to somebody else. I was talking to a lady one time, a member of the church, had lost her children. And I said, you want me to tell you why you lost them? That family over there has got more influence on your children than you do. And you know what she said? That's right. And that's where I made my mistake. Don't make that mistake. Don't, I'm talking about grandparents. I'm talking about everybody. Don't let anybody have more influence on your children than you so you can teach them what they need to know. What about by way of drugs? Do you know what I see? And I know members of the church that are spaced out on drugs, legal drugs. We got some doctors in this country that need to be prosecuted for writing prescriptions for drugs that keep people high. Listen, young people especially. God is trying to appeal to your mind. When you blow that mind, you have blown the thing to which God Almighty is trying to appeal. He's trying to change your heart. He's trying to get you to live for Him. Notice the way God calls people and draws people based on John 6, 44, 45. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Now watch it. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. It's a teaching, learning, obeying process. I had a sister that died with Alzheimer's. I got a brother that's getting it. Once you lose your mind, how am I going to teach them? I've tried to teach them. But once they lose their mental facilities, I can't teach them. But I can't teach someone that's blown their mind on drugs either. You need to be sober-minded so you can make good decisions and do what's right.
by way of false religions. Now I'm going to hit this lightly. We're about out of time. It's the last point I want to make more than any. Do you know I know members of the body of Christ that would let their children go to vacation Bible school to denominational church? How in the world can you do that? That will let them go to, quote, gospel meetings at denominational churches. How in the world can you let them go over there and feed upon a little poison and hope that it does not affect them for all eternity? We are a unique people. And we are a peculiar people. And we are to keep ourselves free from that kind of thing. So please step up to the plate, parents. Be good parents. Safeguarding the souls of your children. By way of versions. I'm going to hit this very lightly because of time. I got a version in my office. Now listen to this. Quoting Romans 6 that said they became Christians and were baptized. Did you catch that? Christians first, baptized later. That's as contrary to the Word of God as it can be. Here you see the TEV reading like it endorses the virgin birth in the 1966 version, but by the time you get to 68, he had a message for a girl, not a virgin. The girl's name, not a virgin, was Mary. These virgins are perverting God's word. We found a rotten version in the building at Stony Creek. And I held it up and said, somebody lost this thing and it must have been a visitor. And one of the members raised his hand and said, I think that belongs to my daughter. Bought it so she could, quote, understand the Word of God. Listen, if you're going to study the Bible, buy one. Get a good old King James, New King James, American Standard Version, something that's reliable. Read it, study it, believe it, obey it. So you see, Satan is after your family and mine. There's wrong decisions to be made, right decisions. So has the devil really been welcomed into your home more than you would like to admit? More than I'd like to admit? Well, God's got a plan of salvation so that we can go to that eternal home. And that plan of salvation is simple. If we'll hear the Word of God, put our faith in Jesus, repent of sins, Confess the Christ before men. Be baptized into the death of Jesus Christ where we crucify the old man of sin to rise to walk in newness of life and then the Lord will add us to his church. Are you on your way home to your eternal abode? If you've not obeyed this plan of salvation, you're not on your way. Maybe you've obeyed but you've sinned publicly and you know right now you're not prepared. If that's the case, why not humble thyself in the sight of God, repent, come back home, as together we stand and sing.